First Lady Jill Biden also unveiled a new ice rink near the White House, setting the stage for next week's headline, President Shatters Pelvis on Ice Rink. <laughs> I think it'd be funnier if you just had bro- broke his hip. I mean, because that'd be, uh, you know, that's not a, you know, pelvis, that's a little bit of a stretch, I think. A hip. U.S. plans future of Gaza. Joe Biden, the colonialists. Colonial Joe. They love colonialism. You know, Hillary Clinton, not only did our mayor, Muriel Bowser from Washington, D.C., go over to the COP28 climate event in Dubai, which is a, you know, male-dominated Arab Muslim monarchy. But Hillary Clinton went there, too. She's a little bit of a monarch. Not the butterfly. Hillary Clinton went there, and she complained that there weren't enough women there in Dubai and the United Arab Emirates. Every day they wake up and their brain is wiped clean. It's just like overnight, all knowledge is erased every night. And they wake up and they have to start from scratch. Wait, I forget. Is Israel the bad guy here or is Hamas? Huh, I can't, I can't decide. Amazing. Also, I should note because it's worth noting, because of Joe Biden's economic policies and Bidenomics, I saw even Democrat members of Congress are running from the word Bidenomics because it's a catastrophe, and they keep telling us how great the economy is and how wonderful everything is. Uh, don't bother about the empty grocery store shelves or the, you know, the drug stores that just have pictures of products because of all the Democrats looting every place. Pay no attention to the price of gas, which was two dollars and eleven cents on election day when Joe Biden and uh, and Donald Trump. Uh, were squared off against one another a couple of years ago. Never mind all that. The price of food, the price of restaurants, the price of everything. No, 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 inflation is down, they tell us. Yeah, yeah, prices aren't down. And the inflation was enormous, so now everything's 25% more expensive than it was. But never mind that. In any event, the price of gold, the price of gold, I have recommended in the past buying gold here on our radio show, the price of gold surges to all-time high on the back of falling U.S. dollar. So if you took my advice over the last couple of years and bought lots of gold, um, well, you're welcome because gold just gold just hit an all-time high, not the last five years or anything like that, but an actual all-time high in the history of the world, which is kind of amazing. Price of gold struck an all-time high on Monday. That's today surging as much as 3% today to trade at $2,135 per troy ounce as the U.S. dollar fell, though gold futures have since dropped slightly to roughly $2,080. You're supposed to sell when it hits 2135 In the early morning trades, not really, you hold on to it for the long term, The price of the precious yellow metal hasn't seen these levels since 2020. Yes, but the, uh, you know, that was uh, still $2,072 and hit the all time high $2,135 today because Joe Biden's economy is so good and the dollar is falling 
and the Democrats will just look you in the eye and lie to you. Now back to Hillary. Hillary Clinton says, absence of women in COP28 climate talks, a major worry. That's what Hillary said. She is not the brightest woman in the world, is she? She goes, now, this is the United Arab Emirates. There is an emir who is the virtual equivalent of a, he's the monarch of a king. Um, you know, if, you, if it's a kingdom, you have a king. If it's an emirate, you have an emir. See how this works? If it's a principality, you have a prince, uh, still the, uh, the person in charge. But Hillary Clinton says, absence, uh, absence of women. We are swimming against the tide, she said. It's a major worry that the absence of women in the United Arab Emirates. Well, you're there, and you're sure annoying. And our mayor, Muriel Bowser, just came home yesterday not to fix crime, the crime crisis, the crime wave in Washington, D.C., but to promote Black Restaurant Week. Black Re- and Michael and I were talking about this. He's like, Michael said, I go to restaurants all the time. I don't know the color of the person that owns the restaurant. I don't ask. You know, there's a Salvadoran restaurant that we go to sometimes, and Salvadorans own it. I know that. You can go to Mexican restaurants, mostly not owned by Mexicans these days, but uh, they're such racist. So Hillary Clinton has said the lack of women around the negotiating table at COP28 is a major concern, and that the tide has turned. That's what she says. The tide has been turned, she says, against the voices of women being heard in recent years. When she says in recent years, she means in all of human history in the Middle East. But they use the words. They don't know what they mean. In many of the governments, she says, in many of the governments that are represented here at COP, they call it COP for short, there are no women. Yeah, well, now you're noticing real good, I think. The former U.S. Secretary of State told a packed audience at, uh, audience at the event at the Dubai Expo Center. And it's true. Yeah, they have like indoor uh, ski resorts. They have indoor ski resorts. They really do, which is kind of fun because they have a lot of money. And she said, how do we get the concerns of women to be heard? Well, this is, again, the UAE. You don't. That's not going to happen. Just come back to the United States where everything is good except you guys never stop complaining. But other than that, you whining. I want to thank uh, the UN and our hosts uh, here in UAE for making sure that gender was on the table once and for all. And we have a chance to really uh, explore all the ways that uh, gender and climate are connected. Yeah. All right. Now we're done talking about that because there's no connection between gender and climate. And they're looking at her laughing. They're shaking their heads. They're pulling their beards. They're they're chuckling all over the place. Um, I got Maybe you should talk about uh, Hamas and the systematic gang rape of Israeli women. Maybe you should talk about that. And maybe you should talk about what the Democrats here are not saying about that. And Rashida Tlaib, maybe you should talk about that. Because that'd be a good topic of conversation in Dubai. What do you think? Um, your Democrats are, they're not on our side. They are just, they are just awful. And she is still just amazing. Uh, the Washington Examiner has the story today. Israel war, colon. They love their colons. 
when Jews are murdered and raped, comma, Rashida Tlaib blames the Jews. That's her job. She is a Democrat. And they are just not on our side at all. It's pretty amazing. That's Rashida Tlaib. And we're talking about kidnappings, violent gang rapes by the mobs of terrorist men with rifles who might paraglide into a concert where everybody's having a nice afternoon, murder and rape everybody. Um, just uh, just amazing. Mm. But you're a Democrat party. And Rashida Tlaib, she's not on the side of women. And if Hillary's on the side of women, you should find somebody else. Amazing, I'm telling you. And the violence here in the United States isn't so great either. Um, really remarkable stuff. In fact, the uh, uh, story out today, we were talking about how Jews are buying guns in record numbers in the United States. Well, New York City bodega owners, or what would Jill Biden call it? The bogada. She'd call it a bogada. The New York City bodega owners arming up with guns as surge of violence threatens their safety. And a great many of these people are um, immigrants from other countries who come here to be business owners and become successful, send their kids to Yale where the left-wingers corrupt them. You see the necessity because the city is getting a uh, out of hand with uh, the crime rate, said one store owner. Uh, and so the uh, bodega owners are buying guns all over the place, right? The uh, just, just extraordinary. And in the meantime, and that's because they're not fighting crime, and they've got a former police officer who's the mayor there, Eric Adams, and he's just horrible. Boy, he's an embarrassment. Uh, and I, I was hopeful that even though he was a Democrat— he is a Democrat. He was a former police officer. I thought he might get something right, but, uh, but I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, I was wrong. In the meantime, you know what the Democrats are doing? And here's the, this is great, the New York Times. The New York Times has a, uh, a piece where they are, the, it's a, uh, a woman who is unwell, who is pushing for more child gender surgery, and drugs to alter the genders of children. And they have no sense of irony. She says that we need to give children the freedom to make mistakes. That's what she said. Now, you can make a mistake, steal a bicycle, or you know, skip school and get caught, or something like that. But when it comes to severing your genitalia when you're 9 years old or 12 years old, or taking hormones that will uh, mangle you physically and sexually for the rest of your life, that's not really what we're looking for, for the, the freedom to make mistakes. My mother raised six boys, and uh, she, you know, accepted the harsh reality that boys are going to make mistakes. I'm making quotation marks with my fingers, uh, and we did. But when it comes to changing your gender... That is not kids making mistakes. That's something else altogether. But at the New York Times, they think that's the most wonderful thing in the world. You know, hey, kids make mistakes. We have to give them the freedom to make mistakes and sever the, their male genitalia or have their breasts surgically removed, young girls, uh, when they're 12 years old, and take hormones that uh, are not compatible with their actual sex, their gender, but never mind that. The New York Times columnists 
argues kids should be able to transition genders because they need, quote, freedom to make mistakes. That is a pretty amazing story. The New York Times loves it. An opinion columnist, Lydia Polgreen, and Lydia Polgreen argued Friday in the New York Times that uh, they really they really need because, uh, and th- this woman makes the most insane comparison. She says in the article, and the New York Times cleared this, they, they got rid of their uh, editorial page editor for allowing Senator Tom Cotton to publish a piece. But this woman was allowed to publish a piece and nobody's going to be fired. She said the author uh, likened kids' decision to take puberty blockers or undergo full sex change operation while still not old enough to get a tattoo or buy liquor. She compared to the decision that she made when she was in middle school to quit the swim team. That's what she said. Well, I quit the swim team, and it wasn't really the best thing for me. But, you know, I had the right to be wrong, she said. She framed the column titled, There is no way to live a life without regret. We're talking about children taking drugs that will alter their gender, having surgeries before they're old enough to know what sex and gender are. But never mind that. And uh, she likened the decision kids to take puberty blockers. You know, if boys take puberty blockers when they're prepubescent, they will never have a sex life of any kind. And that's your Democrat Party. She said, puberty blockers undergo a full sex change, just like when I quit the swim team in junior high school, middle school. Isn't that amazing? That's your, your Democrat Party. And she says that this is all about the ability to be human, to be human, right? It's just like that, right? Because the freedom to make mistakes is core to being human. That's what she's arguing for nine-year-old kids, 12-year-old kids. Surgery, hormones that will alter them forever. And the New York Times is pushing it. You know why? Because they're Democrats and they're sexually demented. Boy, good things there's an election next year. I suspect that a lot of Democrats are still going to vote for this, though, because they're screwy. They're screwy. I'm circling my right temple with my right index finger. Screwy, I tell you. But once every once in a while, I make a mistake. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now let's get to Liz Cheney, um, who used to be a Republican, and her Trump derangement syndrome has clearly gotten the best of her. Her hatred of Donald Trump is quite extraordinary. She's got a book out. I think it's called I Hate Donald Trump, or at least it should be. But uh, Liz Cheney 
was on CBS Sunday Morning with John Dickerson. Uh, that was yesterday. And she really hates President Trump. The headlines, Liz Cheney warns Trump will never leave office if he's elected president again. Sure, that makes sense. Liz Cheney would rather see Democrats win in 2024. I guess she's gone over. Lindsey Graham dismisses Liz Cheney's Trump warning, says the world will be truly on fire if Joe Biden is elected to another four years. Let's go to Liz Cheney with uh, her pal John Diggerson at CBS. You say Donald Trump, if he is reelected, it will be the end of the republic. What do you mean? He's told us what he will do. People who say, well, if he's elected, it's not that dangerous because we have all of these checks and balances. One of the things that we see happening today is a sort of a, a sleepwalking into a dictatorship in the United States. You mean when uh, presidents use the IRS and the FBI and the Justice Department to target their political enemies? And the Obama IRS was forced to pay millions of dollars to Tea Party groups and Patriot groups that had been sidelined by the vicious partisanship of Barack Obama, who was mentored by a card-carrying communist as a young man. Is that it? And the FBI targeting all the political enemies of the Democrat Party is that sleepwalking into dictatorship? Is that what we're talking about here? Because Donald Trump didn't do any of that. And there was no war in the Middle East and no war in Europe and Gasoline was plentiful, and our boys were boys, and our girls were girls for the most part, but the Democrats were starting to work on them. Lindsey Graham then went on CNN with Dana Bash and was asked about what Liz Cheney had to say about Donald Trump because they love to create discord in the Republican ranks. I think a continuation of the Biden presidency would be a disaster for peace and prosperity at, at home and abroad. Liz's hatred of Trump is real. I understand why People don't like what he does and says at times, but in terms of actions and results, he was far better president for Biden. And if we have four more years of this, Liz Cheney, then we won't recognize America and the world will be truly on fire. Yeah, we won't recognize America and the world will be truly on fire is uh, a pretty good summation. Uh, honestly, in our open borders and the gangs and the, you know, we're building temporary what do they what do they call it in uh, uh, Chicago? The and in New York they got these tent cities they're building. They could they'd be called Bidenvilles if a Republican president did this and was named Biden. Um, yeah, Liz Cheney. All right, I understand you really hate Trump. I get it. But oh, I know January sixth. Yeah, that was the six hundred and first riot. Are you into weird, spooky, and strange history? Horrifying History tells you about the side of history that people don't normally talk about. We tell the tales of haunted places, infamous true crimes, unsolved mysteries, the paranormal, and then we look to history to see where the truth actually lies. Want to get spooky with us? Horrifying History, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Now, Remla Jayapal is a Democrat congresswoman and a radical. Another story I'm not going to be able to get to too much, but the New York Times has done a story. They did a story over the weekend about a uh, couple that is living small, living small. So their uh, house on Cape Cod, right on the beach, on the ocean, which is $7 million, 
$7 million house. They bought the old one for two and a half, and then they made it uh, environmentally friendly on the sand dunes. Uh, And now it's a $7 million house, but they're living small, according to the New York Times, because they're not out of touch or anything. Premla Jayapal on with uh, Dana Bash, and she's a jihadi. She um, is a virulent anti-Semite. She went on, she's anti-American, she's anti-capitalist, and she's a Democrat who is praised on a daily basis by the Democrats and the media, but I repeat myself. There are stories out all over the place now because some of the testimonials have come out about the jihadis grabbing women, like at that concert, and gang raping them, and uh, lots of uh, other rapes by the Hamas people of women that they captured because it has historically been used as a weapon of war rape, and it is uh, continues to be used as a weapon of war against the Israelis by Hamas. Premla Jayapal, she really doesn't care. I want to ask you about uh, sexual violence. And the it's kind of remarkable that this issue hasn't gotten enough attention. Media. Uh, globally. Media. Widespread use of rape. Uh, brutal rape, sexual violence against Israeli women by Hamas. Gang rape. Um, I've seen a lot of progressive women, generally speaking, they're quick to defend women's rights and sure. speak out against right. using rape as a, as a weapon of war. But downright silent on what we saw on October 7th and what might be happening inside Gaza right now to these hostages. Why is that? Uh, same reason they were silent on uh, Bill Clinton, um, you know, uh, banging the intern program and, and uh, Harvey Swinstein and Jeffrey Epstein and, and Anthony Weiner and uh, for the because they're the biggest hypocrites in the world. Premla Jayapal is a radical and an Islamist. I mean, I don't, I don't know that that's true. I think we, we always talk about the impact of war on women in particular. In fact, I remember 20 years ago I did a Separate petition subject. around the war in Iraq. You said, saying have that, you talked about it since oh, October absolutely. 7th? She's and avoiding I've it. I've condemned what Hamas has done. I've condemned no, all haven't. of the actions. Absolutely. The, no, the she rape, hasn't. The, of course. No, of course. And Danabash said, oh, you have? Oh, I, I guess uh, my research didn't show that I... Maybe you have, uh, well, waiting in line at a Taco Bell or something, but you haven't on the House floor uh, or when being interviewed on network television where they praise you for being anti-Western civilization. Premla Jayapal, but, keyword here, but. But I think we have to remember that Israel is a democracy. That is why they are a strong ally of ours. And if they do not comply with international humanitarian law, they are bringing themselves to a place that makes it much more what difficult are we talking strategically about now? for them yeah. to be able to build the kinds of allies to are keep they public raping? opinion yeah. with them. Are they systematically raping and gang raping and kidnapping and raping? Uh, no, but she turns it into an attack on Israel because she's a Jew hater, an anti-Semite, Uh, and from the river to the sea, wiping Israel off the map is part of her thing. Premla Jayapal. Morally, I think we cannot say that one war crime deserves another. That is not what international humanitarian law says. What are we talking about? I was just asking about the the women, and you turned it back to Israel. I'm asking you about Hamas, in fact. I already answered your question, Dana. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You absolutely did not, you scalawag. I'm trying to keep it clean. 
<clears throat> and Dana Bash, take it to town. Dana, she started to say, well, you, you know, with with uh, respect, she says, with respect. I, I want to, because, uh, but I asked you about, son, you're talking about something, you're attacking Israel. I was asking you about the systematic uh, rape of women in Israel uh, and the kidnapping and rape, I mean, the horrors of the ongoing captivity uh, by these people and the people that were murdered and raped and raped and murdered. There are accounts of these guys raping a woman, shooting in the back of the head while they're raping her. And these are really horrible stories. Dana Bash isn't going to tell any of these stories. And she gives the softball interview that you'd expect. Rape is horrific. Sexual assault is horrific. I think that it happens in war situations. Generalized, Terrorist organizations deflect. like Hamas obviously are using these as tools. Mm-hmm. However, obviously. I think we have to be However, balanced about balanced. bringing in the outrages against Palestinians. Yeah. 15,000 Palestinians have been killed in Israeli airstrikes, three quarters of whom and it's, are women and children. And it's horrible, but you're, you don't see Israeli soldiers raping um, Well, Dana, I think women. we're not, we're not I, I don't want this to be the hierarchy of oppressions. That's your whole existence. That, that, is, that is why you breathe uh, every day. That's why you get out of bed. It's all about the hierarchy of oppression. Wow. Mm. Man, I'm telling you, even Mo Yarbrough, uh, even Joe Scarborough with his semi-inflatable um, flotation device of a third wife um, could hardly believe what Pramila Jayapal was peddling. I think what's, what's remarkable is that you have many people, international organizations on the left, that just can't condemn Hamas raping and abusing and raping uh, to, to kidnapping the point of death, murdering parading yeah but but mutilating we can condemn hamas it always has to be there's always moral equivocation and this is what you're talking about uh, uh before elise there's always moral equivocation you can never say that what Hamas did to Jewish women was absolutely savage and beyond the pale. It always has to be, yeah, but Israel. Yeah, but Israel. Yeah, it's it's moral relativism and it's deconstructionism and and uh, but we have to be balanced. Pramila Jayapal said back there, but we have to be balanced. Yeah, and when the British were bombing Nazi Germany and after Nazi Germany attacked everybody. Yeah, we have to be balanced. We shouldn't bomb Dresden. It's the it's the art center. There are refugees there. We we shouldn't be mean to the enemies that we're killing in the middle of a war that they instigated, that they started, uh, where the everything they've done is a war crime, and the Israelis are scrupulous in sending text messages, calling people on the phone, saying, "Get out of that building. We are about to bomb it because it is a Hamas headquarters." And uh, that, you know, the double standards, these people, they are, they are amoral. They're incapable of being moral people at this moment in history. And uh, they're just, uh, just extraordinary. Now, in the meantime, the Democrats, and there are, it's not entirely true, but beyond beeped up House Democrat Pramila Jayapal blasted by critics across the political spectrum for comments on Hamas rape. Left-wing commentators and political figures, along with independents and conservatives, slammed Representative Pramila Jayapal Sunday 
after CNN anchor Dana Bash confronted the lawmaker, not too aggressively, over why progressive women have been downright silent about Harvey Weinstein and, and uh, Roman Polanski and Bill Clinton and, and uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein because they're all on his plane. And why is it that Senator Dick Durbin is preventing the release, preventing the publication of the passenger lists from Jeffrey Epstein's private jet, uh, Lolita One, with the underage girls and the island and all that? And why is Dickie the Turban getting in the way of that? Because it's the Democrat Party, all right? Organized crime has nothing on the Democrat Party. Downright silent about sexual abuse committed by Hamas against women. October 7th terror attack, and since, and since, hostages, rapes, this is, you know, the kind of stuff that we make nuclear weapons for, honestly. But the Democrats, they're, they're not with us. They're not with us. They're not with civilization. And I do want to, I only made passing reference, but this is part of the Democrat Party, too. There will be no menorah ceremony, no menorah lighting in Virginia, because of the fear of the mob, and it's the left-wing mob that they fear. But in Atlanta over the weekend, protesters sets self on fire in apparent political protest outside Israeli consulate office in Atlanta, Georgia. A Palestinian flag was recovered at the scene. That's because the person, and we didn't learn until yesterday, a woman went to the Israeli consulate in Atlanta wrapped herself in a Palestinian flag, set herself on fire. A security guard there tried to prevent her and tried to put her out for his efforts. He was burned severely on his hand and arm and his leg as well. And uh, the family of the security guard has spoken, and that's the only reason we learned that the person setting, and every news story said themselves setting their self on fire, She set herself on fire. The fire engulfed Harris, the security guard, as well. Just amazing stuff here in Atlanta, Georgia. This is the third worlding of America. My brother is doing well under the circumstance, said Douglas Harris, the brother of security guard Michael Harris, who was also severely burned. And the woman is alive. She set herself on fire. Uh, at the Israeli consulate in Atlanta, Georgia. Security guard tried to save her, may have saved her, because she is still alive. But uh, as far as I know, we don't have a name. Or, you know, is this a Syrian refugee that we took in? Is it a, a Democrat convert to Islam? Is it even a convert to Islam or a Muslim? Or is it just a Democrat? Because a Democrat set himself on fire, self-immolated on the plaza in front of the Supreme Court last year on Earth Day, and it took him, I think, three or four days to die of his injuries. A horrible story, obviously. And uh, that guy was a Democrat from Colorado that self-immolated there. Just just insane. All right, and let's go because this is pretty wacky, too. Um, the... Muslim community in Dearborn, Michigan is very big and powerful and sent a crazy representative to Washington. A lot of Muslim immigrants from Muslim countries, Arab countries, and other Muslim countries. And uh, absolutely amazing. But they had a, uh, a press conference over the weekend 
Muslim leaders in Dearborn, Michigan, saying, hey, uh, if we don't vote for you, you're going to lose the state of Michigan and you're going to lose the presidency. Dearborn, Michigan, Democrats, Muslims, Arabs mostly. I'm here to tell you, Mr. Biden, that on behalf of the Michigan Muslim community, we will not be voting for you either in the primary or in the general election simply by not calling for a ceasefire. You know, I, um, I'm reminded of our T-shirts and coffee mugs at the Chris Plant store that say, remember normal, remember normal. But the Democrat Party, you know, they are, they are not normal and they're not on the side of normal. There was an attack in Paris by a jihadi shouting Allahu Akbar, uh, left one dead and several wounded while uh, stabbing people like a mad person. Uh, because that's what they do. Uh, Dearborn, Michigan, the Muslim press conference. Families and children are being wiped out with our own tax dollars. Animals. And and animals? Families and children are being uh, wiped out. Well, that is a side effect, not the, um, the sole objective. The sole objective of the attack on October 7th and the sole objective of Hamas is to kill all of the families, all of the children, and the entire country. And no other Arab country will take you uh, at the uh, Dearborn Muslim gathering. We will change the vote. We will swing it. And we, um, we won't be standing with you this upcoming election. Thank you. And we won't be standing with you come the election. So there is the Muslim community in Michigan. It's happening in Minnesota, too, threatening Joe Biden. Key swing states. The Democrats are in a panic, so they've got to go full jihad. Muslim Americans in swing states launch anti-Biden campaign. The radical left-wing Axios headline. And they're threatening him, make no mistake. You know, this is soft jihad. This is social jihad. We will make sure you don't win elections. Swing state Muslims vow to ditch Biden 2024 over his war stance. You got to be more pro-Hamas or you're going to lose the election. America is on a razor's edge. Lindsey Graham was correct when he said four more years of Joe Biden and we will not recognize this country. Allah isn't that Akbar after all. America starts the day with America in the morning. Pending home sales numbers, they tanked in April, but there Hi, are Hi, I'm John Trout, your host for the latest news, politics, entertainment, business, and weather. The octane action in the dust, a new film puts... Our staff of correspondents provide a fast-paced look at the world with specialized reports from where news happens. It's a bird, it's a plane, it's Amazon. Concise, accurate, and fresh each day. America in the Morning, the podcast, available wherever you listen. I have another hour and a half of material here, but I'm not going to be able to get to my other hour and a half of material. You'll have to check out our Newsmax show, The Right Squad, at 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, Now, um, Cosmopolitan Magazine, young women like Cosmopolitan Magazine, Cosmopolitan Magazine shares steps on how to have a satanic abortion ceremony. This is not a joke. This is a real article, and they're doing it with a straight face. 
The ritual, as described, is conducted by declaring, My body, my blood, by my will, it is done. They, uh, the Democrat Party in the Temple of Satan have a number of projects they're working together on, after-school Satan Project, uh, Satan Club, excuse me, and the Satanic Abortion Ceremony. That's a, uh, that's a big one for the Democrats. Also, here is, uh, this is kind of a wacky one, Business Insider Boomers, Baby Boomers, seem to have traded in the child-raising village for traveling. Now, millennial parents, the children of baby boomers, say they have no one to support them. See, because baby boomers have kids, then their kids have kids. But at this point, the baby boomers are reaching retirement age, and they get uh, Winnebago's or those Mercedes vans and travel around the country, travel around the world, go places, maybe go to Antarctica, you know, go to Australia, go places. They're traveling over the place, and now their kids are saying, hey, we don't have any grandparents here to help us raise our kids. Um, And the baby members are saying, well, you know, uh, enjoy yourself. Please, please raise your children and let us know how they turn out. (laughs) Crazy. Also, a former U.S. ambassador has been arrested and accused of secretly serving as an agent for Cuba. That is, uh, you know, Foreign Agents uh, Registration Act violation like Hunter Biden is apparently guilty of. Former U.S. ambassador arrested in Florida, accused as serving as an agent for communist Cuba. Remember when uh, Barack Obama went down there and he posed in front of the big wall-sized murals of Che Guevara and uh, loved the Castro brothers because he loves communism and his Mentor when he was a teen was a communist. Crazy. And the hilarious former member of the House, now running for mayor of Houston, uh, put out a TV commercial telling people to vote on the wrong date. Every story eventually comes to an end. This June, hear the final episode of season two of the hit podcast series, In the Red Clay, Durham. In the Red Clay tells the unbelievable true story of Billy Sunday Burt, the most dangerous man in Georgia history. In the podcast that people are calling riveting, incredibly moving, captivating, and addicting. Binge seasons one and two of In the Red Clay now, wherever you listen.